Go back into time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Spending from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor and other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. Elementary, hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Don't you know that love is What's up, what's up, what's Yo. up? We are back for part two on today's podcast. This is Jason. Dominique. Marquise. Jalen Lene. JT. We got to get a little bit better at that. Niggas will call. <laughs> but, yeah, we are back for part two. And um, we're going to have a conversation that I feel like a lot of people need to have, especially, um, I guess, not just black men, but the black community in general, is uh, mama and daddy issues. Uh, necessarily, in particular, mama issues. We was having a conversation, and, you know, we feel like it's something that really needs to be talked about because it's not so... Again, our opinions are opinions. It's meant to spark conversation. This is meant for the culture, uh, to for black people, for us, by us. So you may not fuck with everything we saying. At the end of the day, I know I will say I personally don't give a fuck. Okay, like we I can have a conversation. Okay. Um, you may not like what I say. You may not like what my peers have to say. But at least we can have a conversation and we can go back and forth. As long as we know that we are all black and we here to love each other. So to go into the conversation, who has issues? I think that's issues. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, mommy, daddy issues. Yeah. Who wants so, to admit it? I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I know I do, and I have issues with both. I always thought it was only okay. my mom, mm-hmm. okay. but when I got older, I realized I legit have mother and father issues. Yeah. For me, me and my mom never been close. You know, right? And it didn't take to quarantine till me and her got close. Yeah. But me and my mom literally dang near hated each other. We would bicker, yeah. we would fight. I, she was abusive. And I always looked at my dad as the hero and all of that. But it came to me over quarantine that I actually have father issues. Mm-hmm. My father was in my life, but my father never showed me love. He always threw money at me uh-huh. and thought that would fix everything. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I thought love was buying money. things and money. And it's not. And so, now that I'm an adult, and I actually try to have conversations with my dad. I see that me and him are really not as close as I thought we were. I was just close to him because of what he could do for me. Mm. And he never really loved me like a father should love. Yeah. I, I will admit. I will admit. Yeah. I, I have daddy issues. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm stepping to the platform to say I have daddy issues. Um, Vincent Whipple. Mm. A man. Mm. <laughs> uh, interesting man, to say the least. Uh I'll have to agree with you. My my father came from um, a wealthy family. My mom came from the project, so that's two different dynamics. Um, my dad's family owned properties. 
Like they sent us to etiquette school. They had a different type of uh, way about them than people that came from the from the projects. Bourgeoisie. It was like Vincent Whipple Mary Project Pooh. Like, who is this? Like, you know. So I I definitely experienced two different worlds. My mom was a hands-on parent, um, first generation to make it out of the projects and, and do something for herself. And my dad was, I'll never forget. He said, him and my uncles always joke around and say, I pay you to parent. They said that to all of their wives and ex-wives. So they, my dad always paid child support, always paid money, but he didn't really deal with us. Even down to the fact, like, at my dad's house, we had a nanny. Same. We had a nanny. Nanny, God Same. damn. A nanny. That nigga put in so and much effort to not deal with us to and pay everybody. Pay I would pay so much money not to see y'all niggas. Yes, yes. But you gonna be straight though. That nigga paid us on Father's Day to go to the mall so that he could relax. I never then got mad when we didn't come back with nothing for him. That's the utter like get the fuck out my face. Like. <laughs> Literally. So so Vincent Whipple is not he's not one with the kids. I would say that. Um, he deals better with adults, but he's he is a a, a money giver. A money uh, man. I would like to cast my ballot. Okay. <laughs> I would like to cast my ballot for oh, father yeah. issues. Um I think that you know, growing up, I can kind of relate to Jalen. I I mean, with your mom not showing love, I think my dad, like, was there, but didn't give me the affection or the attention I needed, you know? Mm-hmm. I do things, and I think I would go out of my way to do well. Like, I mean, obviously, you yeah. have those internal, like, things where you want to see yourself do well, but, like, I would come home with good grades. Like, my dad ran track. I ran track. I thought, like, that would make him interested. And in, Yeah, you know? And absolutely not. You know, if it wasn't a corona that man couldn't be bothered, bothered right. to be bothered with anything that wasn't a bottle. And I think that, like, alcoholism is a coping mechanism for a lot of fathers who just don't... It's one thing to be, like, a birth parent, but it's another thing to be a father or mm. to be a dad or to yeah. have that title. And I think a lot of um, young men lay down with women and aren't ready to assume that position. And I don't fault him. You know, all my life, I like, looking back at it, when I unpacked it, I really did fought him for a lot of the things that happened to me in my life like how I deal with men and I think that it comes from you got to look outside of the box like how was his relationship with his own mom how was his relationship with his father yeah and so I think that really honestly the black household can be crumbled by one relationship that doesn't get repaired and so it's just a vicious cycle that happens to happen but I think in terms of like breaking it that's what it's our job to do, you know, if you have those issues. Tight. I saw a quote that was like, it ran in my family until it ran into me. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That, that That's the so one. Neat. That really spoke volume mm-hmm. to me. Uh-huh. That, that, that hit me, mm. like, hard. Mm. I'll say for me, um, I was fortunate to have both of my parents in my life. Um, but me and my mom, we are best friends, literally. I like, I, like, you see me, you see a twin male version of my mother mm-hmm. um but when it comes to my father we have a good relationship but it's not my ideal relationship that i've always wanted right, right. And, it, and what i've noticed the issue uh that 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 um sparked for me um being a young age was um i was heavily involved into the church you know um, i met god at such a young age of my life and so mm-hmm. it was just kind of like the anointing that was on my life my dad didn't didn't know what to do with because all he knew was the streets and all he knew was 
he didn't have his father in his life. So it was just kind of like, what do I do when I'm raising two two boys of my own plus two other boys that's not mine? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, <clears throat> he did the best that he could. And because of that, I will forever love him for that. Right. But it's just kind of like, um, he thinks that fatherhood is being that provider. But what he failed to mm-hmm. realize that... Right. Um, there's affection that a that male comes, needs. Yeah, it's that time that that male needs. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, let me let me let me uplift you as as my young black king. And right. and of course he did it in certain ways that he knew how. Mm-hmm. And the love is there, but it wasn't the love you maybe needed. Yeah, in areas that I needed. Right. And so yeah. it was just kind of like I had to search for uh, a spiritual male type of mentor like a male figure mm-hmm. because it's one thing to be a man but it's nothing to be a man of God and so what do you do when your father don't know that and so you got to pick up the pieces on your own right and so it's just like um I always was concerned with whether or not he would use the excuse that because I didn't have my father in my life as 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 a way to continue in his cycle of fatherhood um, a lot of people would let that debilitate them. Exactly. And so that's why I gave him grace in certain areas. But then it's just kind of like, okay, there's still more to my life. You know, just because I reach 24 doesn't mean that you stop being a father mm-hmm. and, and show me that yeah. affection. And I'm not saying that he's intentionally doing that, but he may not be aware that I don't always feel that affection coming from him. So that's, and I, I think that sometimes parents think that the younger children need the affection. Like when they're babies and, mm-hmm. you know, we need to show them that we love them. We don't we need to let them cry. We need to do this. We need to do that. But I argued with my mom so I was blue in the face. Mm. That the ages from like 18 to even now, I needed her the most. Because yeah. I'm navigating womanhood. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I pretty, I'm pretty sure y'all don't know what the hell y'all doing too. Not trying to speak for y'all, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I am literally winging it. I'm doing an amazing job at winging it. I will say that. And I know there's not a manual, but I want to have the hands on me of someone that has done it before. Mm-hmm. I literally need you to guide me. And I need more affection now than I feel like I need it before. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it's, it's on me. It's not on you anymore because I'm grown. Right. So if I mess up, it's not because my mama didn't provide this for me. It's because I didn't go out and get it myself. Wow. That's a different type of blow yes. than mm-hmm. when it's somebody didn't provide this for me. Yeah. yeah. And what I will say, like, and I've realized this with my family early on, and it's kind of fucked up. It goes kind of goes back to our first part about being black in America. You just got to understand and accept that unlike, you know, our white counterparts and other peers, our parents and our our, our elders don't know no better. Mm-hmm. They legit don't. Like, yeah. for like, like, for example, you're going back to, like, you want somebody to hold your hand that's been through it before. Your mom probably ain't never been through it before. She probably like, shit. <laughs> what the hell you, she doing? Your norm, what you doing is what the fuck she did. Yeah. And she like, well, shit, my nigga, you just got to go get that shit out the mud like I did because that's part of being black. So, at least for our culture, like, for most of us, right? And so... Uh, me personally, I wouldn't say I have daddy or mama issues because, like, I guess the only issue I would say I have with my mama is something, I, a burden I put on myself because I grew up, I was the oldest boy in my mama's household living in the hood with a little brother. So I put on a deal I had to do to, to help my mama out. And that is a stigma that's carried with me, even though she's told me many a times, like, you're not my husband. You need to live your life. I got this shit. But right. me being a black man, it was my mama. I'm like, nah, like, I'm always going to have you no matter what. And with my pops, my pops, um, 
well, like why I say it goes down to generations and why I get scared is I see I see this stuff in my mom that I don't necessarily see as desirable mm-hmm. and I see the shit in my pops that I don't necessarily see as desirable to have in qualities. I see them in myself, so I get scared. Yeah. My pops, I was ne- I never lived with my pops. My pops was always in behind and you know, it's just being real in my opinion. My pops always tried to make sure his family was straight before he was straight. And that's some qualities that I have. So I was yeah. never around my pops. But at the same time, it was like, that's all he fucking knew. Right? And that's detrimental and, to the black man. Yeah, and it's yeah. detrimental to me. But at the same time, like, I was lucky enough that my mom was like, don't hate your pops. I love your pops. You should love your pops. She's a good man. Da, 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 da. So I never had that issue. But I can also see, like, when it comes to, like, not having that affection, I will say, being a black man growing up, back in the day it's hard being a black man now for them it was really fucking hard so they kind of see it as like because i see that my grandfather my mom's dad like yo like man was working 12 hours a day breaking his back every motherfucking day dealing with bullshit rather paid good or not he looking at motherfuckers like yo like y'all lazy (laughs) not even that it's like just honestly i always saw it as i don't have the time to be sweet with you like mm-hmm. I don't even have it for myself and you really gotta see it like that and like I, I ain't feel a lot like I love my grandfather to death and there's still some ways that I don't understand why the fuck he's like that because it's not meant for us to understand mm-hmm. like I said like my grandfather grew up in southern Illinois in, in during the civil rights movements like mom, he, he done seen it fucking all like he so he and his dad definitely wasn't the type of motherfucker to be like I'm a champ, champ, champion you with all this love, pamper you with all this love, because nigga, he's never seen it. Mm-hmm. So like, I, and my and 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 this is one thing with my mom that I don't like is that my mom. I think my my mom has a huge resentment for my grandfather, and I hope I never have that relationship with anybody in this world. But she does. Like, she still loves my father, grandfather, but she has a resentment towards him, whether she'll admit it or not. Like, she don't like nothing to do with my grandfather. But at the end of the day, what I want everybody to understand is I'm not making excuses, but like, let's just be real with these older folks. They had it very fucked up. Like they had it very fucked up, and my bad. I'm just finishing this off. They don't have that. They don't have that soft spot to give us. Mm -hmm. They don't. We might have it because we're more. It's like it's a more liberated society, Mm -hmm. barely. But like we have more space than even they had. Mm -hmm. They they don't have it to give, and I had to come to terms with that with my grandfather. Like he don't got that shit to give. You working twelve hours a day at a steel mill. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they giving you six figures to shut the fuck up. But all they got is this. Right, mm-hmm. all, like all they got is this. Like we can't talk them through no shit, and they're seeing it as like, nigga, I pay bills, right. I drive you everywhere, <laughs> right. I'm breaking. I'm that's the thing. They got they're like house. they're providing, so you need to shut so up. You're and, right. and, and, and that's and like, exactly. But to me, that's not fair. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I can't get mad at that. At the same time, because they, they don't know. know nothing else. So like mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. It's like to me, it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not valid. But a lot of them, they like they don't have shit else to give. Yeah. And that's all they'll ever have. And that's all they'll ever live off of. Because, like, talk to, talk to your elders. Like, the highlight of their life is how much money they was making and how they was living. Mm-hmm. That's all they, that's, that's how they, that's all they feel like they could give to us as kids. Sure. And that's, like, and that's the fucked up part. And it's not an excuse, but it's just, it's just reality. That's the hands they was dealt. Like, if you was like my grandfather, my grandfather made six figures. My grandmother was a, was a nurse. So, between the two of them, it was probably 200K coming in the house. They was living good. But that's all they could live off of. They're not making that shit no more. That's the highlight of their life. And that's fucked up. Mm. It wasn't that, oh, I was able to take my kids to basketball. and da, 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 da. There wasn't no time for that shit. It was just, yo, I make money. My kids live mm-hmm. straight. Yo, whatever fucking else you want from me, it's kind of like. I don't have that to give. Yeah. But even like, not like, just mentally and physically. 
That, you think that about explains that it though. But I had to learn this in therapy though. That explains it, but it doesn't excuse it. Yes. Facts. That's yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Facts. I agree. That wholeheartedly explains every, like everything that you say and makes sense and that really explains why they think the way that they do. But I also didn't tell you to have me. I also didn't tell yep. you to lay down and have these kids. Yep. I also didn't tell you to not get the education that you needed where you had to do this type of work. Mm. I didn't tell you to be put in these, like, you know, that ex- that definitely explains it. It does. Can I pose a question to you, though? Uh-huh. It's a different times now than it was back then. They probably didn't want you for real. <laughs> there was abortions. There, there was abortions. But for them, if you think, I'm not saying for our parents, because uh, it's, it's still different from our parents to now. But even for our grandparents, though. That generation had When they got pregnant, they parents they parents sent them off. Yeah. If you really think about they, it. They when our grandparents <laughs> got pregnant, like, it wasn't, you no. You laid down and had a kid, but, like, they probably was like, I can't afford this motherfucker. Literally. But, but they, as they were sent off. It, they had no choice they in got ma- Okay, grandparents' age, a lot of them, they got married. They just got married. That was a thing. It was even the next step. Even if they step. didn't love them. Even if they didn't love It was the next step in your life. The... the the uh, progress of it all. You get married. And you some have of the our kids, parents you the same way. Especially that, that was raised it. in the church. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then with our, uh, like our parents, it was still like, it might've not been, I mean, not speaking for nobody, but there could have been love there. Sometimes there wasn't love there and they had a kid and or what have you. Okay. And then, but I think that our grandparents at least had love somewhere. The love was lost. And mm-hmm. then with there not being love from their parental figures, to them not feeling love between themselves they had no love to even show a child or to give a child and i think that like we're talking about yeah you know their their biggest highlight was like their careers or like the money they were bringing in or the things they could do or flaunt but like to like you said that is an explanation but for it to be an excuse is just like how people lean into their zodiac signs well i do this because i'm a pisces well no you do that because you that's how you are and it got a lot to do though with our generation believe in going to get help. Mm-hmm. Like we believe yeah, in going not, to we're therapy. We're not too proud of that. And we're know. not. We're not like me personally. I put up a post talking about mental health, and I said how I knew I was depressed and I needed to go to therapy. My mom literally called. No disclaimer. We're not talking shit about our parents. Absolutely at all. not. My mom literally called me and was like, "Take that down." I said, "Why should I take that down? Don't nobody Ooh. need to know that you were you you were going through this or that you're going through that." That's the problem now. Y'all, literally, for y'all, if y'all was mentally ill, y'all swept that under the rug and kept going. I'm not going to do that because that trauma that y'all put on, my parents put on me, I'm not putting on my kids. That trauma that my grandparents put on y'all and that went to y'all that y'all put on me and then the trauma on top of that y'all had that y'all put on me, I'm not doing that to my kids. It's going to start right here. I'm going to get the help that I need to make sure that my kids never have to to deal with the stuff. Like, there's no reason why I was 10 years old and I'm trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to pay my mother's rent at 10 years old Absolutely. when they had nothing to do with me right. i should have never knew that you couldn't afford your bills not saying that this happens right. to me but that's just an example like yeah. that you couldn't afford your bills you know mm-hmm. like no pa- black parents always bring their problems to their kids mm. and their kids are left with the burden to bear yeah. especially if it's a young black man no black man is going to want to see their single mother struggling mm-hmm. to make sure they have so they're going to do what, whatever they have to do to make sure they provide for the house because they feel like they're the men in that house, you know? And even with the black women, like, we are told so much. And so when we, we have to grow up, grow up early. So when we do get 15 and 16 and we're trying to help our mother or our parents, they feel a threat towards us because it's like, oh, 
I'm the woman in this house, but you think you're the woman in the house. No, I don't think I'm the woman of this house. Is so that because at 10 years old, I had to grow up and be a woman right. and I had to help you. So okay. now when I'm 15, yes, I think I'm a woman because this is what was put on me mm, and this right. is what I have to do to help you. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to the point that we don't really have nothing to do with our family anymore because they took so much from us, we're being fake or we're being phony or we a no, whole different person. Or when you do go to therapy and talk about these situations, it's, it's oh, like, you think you're better than me or it's why are you in therapy? Because yeah. I don't want to go through what I have to go through as a kid and put it on my kids. I yeah. remember telling my parents that I went in therapy when I was younger. My dad was like, that's white people's shit. Mm. Mm. That, that's literally what he said. You ain't no little white girl. I don't know why you think, like, literally started going in. Ain't nothing wrong with you. So black people even dismiss therapy. I remember asking my dad, even after that, he's like, well, what's wrong with you? I was like, well, what's my favorite color? Wow. They can't tell you. Can, they can don't know. tell me my favorite literally. color. Nigga, that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> You don't know me. You don't know my favorite color. So if you don't know my favorite color, then how are you going to tell me that I'm not upset and I'm not depressed? And what's sad mm-hmm. is I don't feel like they knew us as kids and they sure the hell don't know us as adults. No. And what they do know about us is what they still besting on, on us now. When I'm and that's old. why a lot of people, a lot of parents look at their 24, 23, and 26-year-old uh, children as a six-year-old. You knew me when I was six. Mm-hmm. You didn't know me from six on up to now. And then when I left your house at 18 to go to college, you didn't know me because I didn't have to deal with you. Right. And so now when I come back to your house to reach you for you holidays, it's you think I'm six and you're going to treat me like I'm six. Right. And that's not the case. I'm, I was two different get people. I did, you didn't know me when I was in your house. And then when I get out your house now. and come back to your house, you don't know me now. So okay. you never knew me, you know? I want to tap in. I want Because you just in my story. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it's funny how our parents will manipulate us to change our story. And the way that we change our story is simply mm-hmm. because they are guilty with facing the reality of how we present our story. Perfect example. Um, anytime I would tell my story, my mom would be like, you need to stop explaining the way that you did because it, it, you just sound like you just had a horrible life. You, you ain't but that's my reality. That's, my, that's, that's the way yeah. that I tell you. You don't get to tell me how I share my Or story. how I felt. And they, they take it personally. They take it it's personally. Like, it's like you're attacking their parenting. But no, I'm they telling it. As they should. As they should. Rightfully so. They should. Because now... You're coming to the realization that you made me feel some type of way or you lacked mm. in an area. So you should take it personally. But because they hold this me. image up that they the the best parent. And no one on earth is the best parent. And for them to feel like they're the best parent and for you to tell them how you really feel, it's a slap in the face. Like, oh, I did it's all this for you. For you. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I did this, this, this. You were supposed to do that. You were my parent. It's right. like there are kids out here who mm. are going through this. Well, ma'am, I was going through that. And I'm telling you exactly. that this is what happened to me and this is my experience. And I'm not saying you were a bad parent, but I'm saying I felt bad in that moment and you might have not been there. Exactly. But that's too much to take on. There's no parent handbook. And we know that. Yeah. Right. We're not but faulting we, anyway. We're not faulting you because, like Jason said, we understand the circumstances that you came from. Because mm-hmm. we're very much so aware on how because of how you act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it or not, your actions are letting us know what the hell type of parents you had and what the hell you had to put up with so we get it like with my dad like my pops my my grandfather i call my pops my pops was very much so like my father my dad's dad but i learned along the lines that there was friction right there between him and my dad and like my pops didn't take care of my dad when my pops was about to die we found out he had two other daughters in new york Mm -hmm. 
you couldn't have told me that that man was doing all that scandalous shit back in the day like not the man that owned the cleaners on the corner and you know driving a cadillac all around jamaica queens like you couldn't tell me that this you know godfather man that i had painted a certain way did all these things to my dad and to my aunts and my uncles but once you come to understand like damn this is generational mm-hmm. like yeah. this was very much so intentionally set in by white folks because of the divide that they put in the black community a long time ago mm-hmm. this this is in this is very much so intentional like mm-hmm. it didn't just happen and then the mental illness with it passed along so like yeah. i i think that that's something that we have to understand too like like i said before it explains it and i'll say it a thousand times it doesn't excuse it but when you realize that just because of the color of your skin people have put systematic things into place to make it hard as fuck for black people to even parent so we're like you can't get aid if the black man's in the home and i think that is so crazy then you understand why why we going through what we going through so on a, why people on are making hand, up breaking up type we gotta yeah. blame america you can't even have a black father in your household if you can't pay your bills yeah, in order Sean for your not here. To i'll explain that shit to song yeah yeah because that's that's just that's so deep. real that's deep yeah. that's real and like for my family it took me recently i like literally last week i sat back and looked at my family like from my dad his dad was there but he wasn't there you know mm-hmm. and so he never got the love and affection that he needed for him nor did he get the love and affection from his mother you know right. he was pretty much raised by his aunt yeah and so my dad don't know how to love any of his kids like my brother's literally have nothing to do with my dad one of my brothers kind of talked to him but that's only because he has kids and he want my dad to be in his life because of the kids my other brother have nothing to do with him my younger sister don't even speak to him and i'm the only one that's close to my dad so it's like i be trying to get everyone to talk to him but i can see their hurt and their pain like it's so bad to the point my dad don't even know how to hug he literally (laughs) pats you on your back and yet last at my uncle's funeral i literally realized why he does that his mother don't know how to love so Mm -hmm. he don't know how to love his father don't know how to love Mm -hmm. so he don't know how to love and with my mother my mother had the luxury of having two parents but her trauma don't go start with her parents her trauma because those are not her birth parents those Mm -hmm. literally are really her auntie and uncle you know and she was adopted by them when her mother passed but for my mom to not really have that maternal mother in her life that's trauma that she had that and for her to be 18 years old and finally find out who her father was and for her her father to be like i don't want you to use me because she thought it was a money thing instead of her literally looking for the fatherly love that tarnished her and for her she took that out on her kids whether she realized it or not right and so for her yes she had a mother and father but she didn't want they love she wanted her paternal and her maternal mother and father love and she couldn't get that and so for her she looked for that in men and Mm. yes it didn't do nothing for her but hurt her and at the end it didn't do nothing but hurt her kids and it hurt me more because i view myself as the hero and the shero for my family when anything Mm -hmm. happened to them i was the one that was supposed to go and protect them even though i'm one of the younger ones right i felt like it was always my job to protect them and to make sure none of them hurt yeah that's the one that is the one the wanting something that you lacked from your parents from someone else who can never give you what your parent didn't give you that, that is that that destroys you every time that really every destroys time you never win you put these expectations into this person who damn near don't even know the trauma that you went exactly through. don't even know your backstory they don't even know what you expect don't even know your middle name so you got point. these and it hurts more when you tell them yes and, they, and then they don't do it they still do it and that's when you get these broken ass relationships because or 
you project things. I have mm. been I have been so guilty of this, and I I apologize to everybody, even though y'all probably not listening to this, that I have projected <laughs> this onto, um, of mistaken men for my father. Same. Same. I I can't tell him this, or I'm not gonna share him with this, share this with him because when I shared this with my dad, my dad did this, mm. and I have even projected that onto my father in heaven. Mm. Because of my poor relationship that I had with a man on earth, mm. I let that affect mm, okay. how I felt about a man in heaven who created things far more greater than my dad could ever create. Ooh, I'm a, I, 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 I was mistaken that that father for this father. Like mm. it, it goes that deep, and I, I couldn't connect with another man who created everything because I'm like the man who created me really just like. Are you my bad? I mean, cut you off. So like, are you one of those people who's like? You so jaded from like your relationship, like with your pops, that like in a man you find you go out your way to find like the exact opposite of what the fuck he is. No, I am, and, and accidentally mm. I run into people who are like him. Well, that's how it's supposed to be though, and yeah. that's how it's most likely supposed to end up being. That's why I ask because I feel like there's people in my like in my family that go out their way to do that shit. Yeah. Kind of like what Jalen was talking about, like the motherfuckers go out their way. It's like, they crazy be like, you said that because I literally go out my way. To literally find people that are nothing like my father. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And the the crazy thing is, at the end, they always end up like my father. And and I think it hurts. Yeah, and it hurts me more because I'd be like, dang, you you ain't doing nothing but what my dad did. Like, don't get me wrong. My dad was not a bad parent Mm -hmm. for what he knew how to do. But my dad never knew how to parent which no parent does but he also never knew how to love and that's like his biggest mistake like i feel like he always chose everything over his kids in his eyes mm-hmm. he didn't you know for me i feel like he chose his wife over us i felt like he chose his job over us i feel yeah. like he chose his family over us like literally i remember his mother like it's so bad i don't even call his mother my grandmother i remember him t- his mother saying i can love my grandkids from a distance mm. For her, impossible. Like, and that the sad thing is, she treated him like that. You know, right. like for her, she don't really look at his kids at her as her grandkids. But his daughter, her daughter kids, do everything for him. I can't tell y'all one birthday party, game, sports thing, performance, graduation, anything that my his mother came to. She came to my graduation. Only because my mom gave her a ticket and he asked her to. Other than that, she never supported supported us. Now his father has. Mm-hmm. And her showing us that, like me literally just observing, I can see how she treated him like that. Because yeah. me just looking at it, the relationship she had with her kids is so weird. Like I feel like he clings to her because he wants her love so bad. but she never gave it to him and so the person that actually showed him that motherly love when she died he had no choice but to do whatever he can do to make sure that she think he's doing what he should do to get her approval and now for me me seeing my father go through that now i see that i'm doing the same thing like for me i am one of, i'm very smart but for me like in high school i will literally not do my work I will literally not apply myself so I can get my mother and my father's attention mm-hmm. because I never got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally did any sport and any performance thing so that I can see my mother come to my stuff. Never once did my mother ever come. Yeah. You know, she always pride herself, no shade, but she always pride herself on going to her children's things. 
she did. She went to my oldest sister. Every track meet that she ever had, every banquet she ever had, anything my younger sister do, any award ceremony or anything, she always went. But when it came to me, I can only remember my mom at one show car performance, and that was senior night. Other than that, I can never remember her doing anything. And I feel like it's because of the relationship me and my father have. And I feel like that ties into when your parents aren't together, whichever child is closest to that father, the mother takes on all the anger she has with him on that child. Mm-hmm. And I wish the black community would stop doing that. And it's vice versa with that the father idea. as well. And I wish the black community would stop doing that because that don't do nothing but damage that child more. Mm-hmm. And when the child do do something, they just want approval from both parents. Right. And they never get it because they're not doing it because that's what they want to do. They're doing it because that's what they they feel like they want them to do. And so, I wanted to tap into that because even when you were speaking, I was thinking about uh, when I was a kid, we would do um, act- in-class activities and they would be like, oh, do your family tree. Uh, go for your great-great-grandparents mm-hmm. and your grandparents and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have the luxury to say <laughs> grand- grandparents because it's all oh, you, your your, gran- your grandmother over here, your grandfather over here, your, yep. your mom and daddy not yep. even together. Yes. Your, you your parents got... Y'all fucked up. You got four separate families. And yeah. F5. It literally, and then I always uh, was upset with the fact that I had to choose, okay, Christmas, you going with daddy. Okay, Hated. Thanksgiving, you going with mama. And, and then, and so, like, I always told myself, like, I'm going to do it right mm-hmm. because I want my kids to be able to say, I'm going to my grandparents' house. And I know, oh, I'm going to great granny house. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so I just think that a presence of a man, well, both parents are important, but their presence of a father is so, so important because mm-hmm. when you look at today's society, who do they target? The man is the head, right? Yeah. So why is it that they incarcerate our black men? They kill our black men. Why? Because they know that that woman is going to fall into an independent state to where, oh, I don't need a man. You know, I don't, I can do it all by myself. And so society paints her as a mad black woman. And then here it is that you have a broken home when it's never meant to be that way. And now you see the woman being a target. Because they know that she's unprotected. Whether she has a a scorned husband, not a husband, or she doesn't have a father. And now you see the Say Her Name movement where it's other women fighting for other women. Because where are their husbands? Where are their fathers? In jail. Where are their grandfathers? They're in jail. They're not present. They're emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. They're they're dead. (laughs) There's so many different things. And you said something earlier about the child that is like forgotten mm. the child that's forgotten i've always felt like i was a child that was forgotten because the same issues that i have with my dad my brother and sister don't have with him mm. so they're like dad 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 i'm like vincent 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 and they don't even understand the parallels and i think that that comes from like you said whatever child is closest with whatever parent mm-hmm. i was closest with my mother he always be like you're trying to be you're trying to be her friend roxanne you're trying to be her friend you know that's your daughter and she's like no i literally have to make up for where you lack like you don't come to her birthday i gotta buy her this grand ass present and put your name on it and act like it's from you and guess what now she can tell my handwriting so she's like uh, i remember in the middle of my birthday party my mom was like this is from your dad this is a car from him i was like i opened it up in front of everybody my mom's face dropped to the ground and i was like he didn't give me this mm. this is your handwriting on the gift this is your handwriting in the car. He didn't write this. She's like, well, he gave me the money and he went to... And I was like, no, he didn't. Stormed away from my whole skating party, like left. 
was outside the building pissed like upset because then I started getting resentment towards my mom mm-hmm. thinking that she was standing up for somebody who was doing me so dirty and I always said you're teaching me to tolerate this from him mm-hmm. and that's going to fold over into something else and I'm mm-hmm. going to tolerate way worse shit than this mm-hmm. because you're telling me oh your dad still loves you and I can't feel that he loves me and you're showing the love for him so when that shows up elsewhere what's it gonna be like what am I gonna do am right. I supposed to think somebody punched me in the face they love me somebody don't come around they cheat on me they don't love me because my dad is doing the same shit like I think that as mothers we try to protect our children Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do a disservice yeah. by just not telling them how it is. Like, yeah. literally telling them the truth. That's protecting right. them. Mm-hmm. True. Because that's, that's protecting you from loving a motherfucker who really don't love you. Or they may love you, and they just don't know how to show it to you. And you mm-hmm. are a person, so you get to de- you get to choose mm-hmm. how you deal with people. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose how you want to interact with someone with the ways in which they love you. So, uh, I just got a question. So, you're saying that... I heard you say something a little bit earlier. You were saying mm-hmm. that... Um, your relationship with your with your father is completely different than your siblings' relationship with them, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, as in, like yours is probably more poor than what it is with them. Definitely, there's this. You great- know, and like, and that's why I'm really quiet in this situation because I feel like just to, just to your point, I feel like with my mom, mm-hmm. like my relationship with my mom is, I would say, completely better than what it is with my two other siblings. So that's why I'm just hearing where y'all coming from, mm-hmm. and right. like, like I said, this, like, like, like I said earlier, this, this is not the shit on anybody who may hear it, but me and my mom, we like this. Well, that's because I'm really the only motherfucker, and honestly, with my grandfather and my mom, the two most like headstrong motherfuckers in my family, I can say what I want to them, and it'll make sense to them, so they don't trip. But if another right. motherfucker say some shit to them, it's hell on earth. Right. So, like, that's why, like, when I'm hearing y'all talk, it's, like, kind of like what Marquise was saying in part one. Like, I'm just taking it all in because, like, this is, I'm, I'm hearing what, like, the other side that I probably don't get from my siblings. Because I mm-hmm. know for a fact, like, my, like, how everybody talks to my grandfather, especially. They're like, nigga, you don't, he like you, nigga. Go, right. you go talk to him. Yeah. Or, like, my siblings would be like, well, shit, you are favorite. You go talk to her. And I'd be like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. But now, like, I'm hearing that shit. That's why I'm, like, I'm really soaking it in. That's why I really got much to say because... Like I said, my like my mama issues comes from some shit I do internally, mm-hmm. some shit I don't have to do, that you right? Yeah. That I project. But like, I know for the fact for like my brother and my sister, it's completely fucking different because they tell me about this shit mm-hmm. and they don't go into details like that, but they do say it. and I and I'm like I, I, I'm that nigga that's like, well, just talk to him, and it's like, well, that's now I'm, I'm hearing it's like, how do you show up? You don't even you don't even that do that shit. You can't. It's hard to do that shit. My younger sister, like me and my siblings, sisters are close. And so, like, when I'm going through something and I don't know how to tell my mother, I tell my sisters for them to tell her. And my younger sister is always just like, just go talk to her. And I'm just kind of like, if I could, girl, I if I could, I would. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's crazy is I live with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a relationship with her. Usually, it's you don't live with that parent, so you don't have a relationship. But I actually lived with her. And I literally seen her on a daily day basis. It was to a point, and I don't even know if she ever noticed, that for three years, me and my mom never talked to each other. And I was, it was from me being 16 to 19. Me and my mom never once said anything to each other other than good morning or what we're eating. Yeah. And wow. it was to the point that I don't know if she ever noticed that. But the only time she ever talked to me is when I was in quote unquote trouble. Right. And other than that, I never spoke to her. And so for me, I cling to one of my uncles, you know, 
And he was my mother and my father in my eyes because he always, when it was a problem, I could go to him and talk to him with every anything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hurts me because now that he recently passed, I don't have that go-to figure anymore. So I have to deal with my mother and I have to deal with my father when I never had to really deal with my mother and father in certain situations because he was literally my parent. Yeah, Like my mother and father birthed me, but he was literally my parent. And so he was the only one I can go to and be like, yo, I feel like this, this and that. I need therapy. And he was like, all right, bet. We're going to get you in therapy. I'm going to pay for it. But for my parents, it was kind of like, you don't need therapy. What you need therapy for? You like you weak if you feel like you need therapy. And I feel like in the black community, it's we just so need to trash that that we yes we is. need to trash that. And I feel like we are judged for saying that we're going to therapy. Like yesterday, I said, "Oh, I have a." I said, "What time is it?" And I was like, "I got a therapy meeting at six. And I literally heard someone say, "Dang, all y'all got therapy." Yes, and I was just like yes. in my head. I was thinking, <laughs> yes, you maybe should you some. should be in therapy because you're the most toxic person I know. Right, but because you hold a, another title, you don't look at yourself that way, you know. And it was just kind of like that whole initiative of not going to therapy and sweeping everything under the rug. The black community like to, needs to dead that, yeah, because I'm, it's not going to do nothing but hurt you more. Like sweeping stuff under the rug is horrible. It eats you up, it's yeah. Well. And it's like that when it goes in on on this in this house. Yes. Stays in this house. Yes, I, that is so dumb, and I never in my life would tell my kids that because you telling me if somebody in this house hurt you don't me, talk outside of this I am house. Not to, so if someone in this house was to molest me, I'm just supposed to leave that in here. Yep, and it's supposed to be okay. Right, so that lives and dies here. Mm. And I think well, that is so stupid. That and that's half of the reason why nothing gets solved because we don't talk about it. What happens in the house, we don't talk about it. In those facades that parents who I think it's more so on the mother's side, like my mom really made up like how Dominique was talking about, made up for my dad in so many ways when my dad was just in the other room. Like and that was the sucky part for me. He lived like I lived with my dad or what have you, and she would like paint him out to be this great person or keep him in my life. But when you get to a point in your life, like as a young adult or like a growing individual, you get to choose, pick and choose who you do and do not associate with. So like my, me and my father, we could walk past each other and not say anything, not bat an eye or blink an eye. And like before that might have bothered me, but like now that's what I choose. So like yeah. I think that people in like families need to stop trying to force like a relationship with anyone. You don't have to be like. You don't get to choose your family, but you do get to choose who you associate with. And I think that that's, uh, sometimes that falls on deaf ears or people expect you to give someone respect in a place where they didn't earn it in your eyes or what have you. And just because you're older than me or just because you're an elder doesn't mean I have to hold you to the standard that like you would expect to be held at. Doesn't mean you get to be like a father figure because you are someone who has a child. Like doesn't get to, like doesn't mean I get have to call you like mom if I've never felt that motherly love. Mm-hmm. So I think that people need to quit harping on and they want to say millennials or they want to say these young kids. Like, no, like look yourself in the mirror. And that's sometimes a hard conversation that parents or anyone who has a child has to have is that they're not showing up or they're not doing their part. And it's not a crutch you can fall back on and say, well, it was because my dad did me like this or it was because my mom did me like this because I want to make sure if I don't do anything else in this life, if I have a child, I want to make sure I give them a life they don't have to recover from. Mm -hmm. Because 
the, it can be traumatic. It can yeah decapitate you. Or it, it could be exposure, like afraid of being exposed of what they've done in the past. And once people find out, it's like, oh, you did that type thing. Because, like, for an example, I'll never forget when I was younger, um, I got in trouble for something. Mm-hmm. And I remember a family member, should I just say, and another family member uh, uh, called me into the room and was like, so are you going to tell your mom? And I was like, uh, yes. I said it both. And they got up and whopped me. And they was like, so are you going to tell your mom? And then I was like, no. And so I remember my mom would always be like, anytime you get mistreatment, anybody doing anything to you or anything like that, you tell me I'm your mama. And I, I would be so scared. And so I remember one time um, my brother had got a whooping from the same family member. And we both was like, uh, we were scared to tear our mom, but we knew we wanted to. And so my mama, you know how they say a mother has a mother instance? Like yeah, she, intuition. They know yeah. something is going on. And I'm telling you, she would keep asking questions over and over and over. So make a long story short, she ended up finally finding out. And so for a while that... Uh, what g- goes on in house stage, and I was loyal to that, right? And so it, it affected my friendship because, like, like my relationship with other people. Because it's like, okay, if certain people tr- treat me, am I weak for speaking up about this? Considering I'm supposed to be a man, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, um, I had to break through that and, like, you know, gain strength to talk about it so that I can overcome it. I mm-hmm. feel like a strong person gonna do something about it, but. Somebody that's weak, they're they they gonna stay in their shadow. They gonna keep going through pain, and they not gonna speak up about it. That's but it true. also is like, what happens when something happens to you, and you tell them, and they don't do shit about it? You know mm. that actually happened to me. It, and it that's happened to crazy. me too. It, it happened time and time again with my dad. Some stuff would happen to me even when I was little. I would tell my dad, my grandma would be mean to me. Like my grandma just, mm-hmm. she's like, she's so southern, so prim and proper. Like she used to wake us up before she woke up my boy cousins and have us dressed cute to the tea helping her her make dinner and they'd be sleeping uh, i mean helping us make help making us help her make breakfast and they'd be sleeping i'd be like why do they get to sleep in or why do they do this my grandma had did something to me and i told my dad he's like she didn't do that fast forward to high school i got expelled from high school right after i got expelled i went to the mall with my sister we got jumped mm. i called my dad you know you think your dad your parent is supposed to protect you i called my dad he's like what the fuck am i supposed to do in wow. that moment I, I literally lost all respect for that man I was like don't do shit like you normally don't fucking do like fuck you and I hung up on him and that was the first time I had ever like cussed at my dad mm-hmm. like talked crazy anything broke my dent like I that was the first time I felt like rage towards anything because what does that tell your black kids when something happens to them and you're supposed to be their protector and you don't protect them. You yeah. ask me what the fuck are you supposed to do? That's crazy because like for me, uh, this is with both of my parents actually. Um, I was raped once and I never said anything about it. And it came out like a two or three years later. Mm-hmm. Which I told my uncle beforehand, he knew, but I never told my parents. So when my mom found out, she literally said, Did this really happen to you? She felt somehow it got out on social media. I honestly don't know how to this day. My mom literally said, Did that really happen to you? And I was like, This is why I didn't tell you. Yeah. Because you didn't believe me. And from my dad, he swept it under the rug like it never happened and kept pushing. And then it was just like, Damn, 
what was the point of y'all sitting me down to ask what happened if y'all didn't give a fuck anyway? Yeah. You know? And then for the, when you said earlier something in the terms of uh, them not being that figure to you, but because they feel like they're older, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times in the black community, no matter if they disrespect you or not, an older person feel like you're supposed to respect them no matter what they say because they're older than you. And, and for me, and for this generation, period, once you start disrespecting me, your age go out the window and we don't care. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, oh, I'm 60 years old. So if you disrespecting me and you're only 20 something, you're disrespectful. No, honey. Whatever you said to me was disrespectful towards me. And I'm going to tell you how I feel and I don't care. Regardless. And that's the narrative that needs to change too in the black community. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I think that with parents, it it comes to a point in your life where you like finally at least I got to a point in my life where I finally just had to tell my dad about himself. And like <laughs> I mean to that point. Yeah. Nigga, fuck you. It's like you be tired <laughs> you of really like, do though. You be tired of scribbling it in journals and like keeping it to yourself and talking about it in therapy or what have you because it's like the source of your anguish or your like displeasure like is right there in front of you. But like as a child you want to be obedient or as a child you don't want to be seen as like ungrateful. But I really just like one day I woke up and I chose violence and I had to unleash upon that man. <laughs> all that I felt like he was responsible for and like I I think I've said this before like I think that my dad is the reason why like a lot of like relationships with men just they be Same. they be flopping and it's because I'm looking for validation mm-hmm. in a place that I could never be validated because it was him who needed to validate me right. and mm-hmm. so I read him for filth and mm-hmm. and that man he cried he just started to cry on the phone and like I wasn't there I wasn't able in a space where I could support him through something I needed support for in the first place. And so I felt like after I talked to him about how, like, crap he was, like, as a person, to me or for me, like, that a whole, like, weight, spiritual weight was just lifted off of my shoulders. And I could move forward knowing that I didn't have to let my relationship with my dad become a burden on any other relationship I could have. Mm-hmm. But one thing, you know, I did that same thing. Um, my dad, and I've been thinking about this for days, which is so crazy that we talk about this. My dad started a new business, and he didn't want my stepmom to get some of the money. Like, that, he got this big lump sum of money. So he put a certain amount of money in one bank account and put a certain amount of money in my bank account. I was a freshman in college. So he gave me $7,000. He told me I could spend 1000 get whatever I wanted, and then hold the other six for him. I'm spending the money, y'all, maliciously. Like, fuck him. <laughs> this is for that one time. He encountered my performance. Swipe. We going out to eat. Swipe. We going out of town. Swipe. I get to New York to visit my dad for that summer. Not thinking he's going to ask about the money. Whatever. He asked me about the money. I'm like, shit. When I say I had zero dollars left of the 7000 I had zero dollars. So I'm like, I'm t- talking to my mom. I'm like, I need you to wire me $7,000. <laughs> She's like, Dominique, what is wrong with you? Like, what happened? And she's like, "What? Like, what's going on? Just talk to me. And I'm like, in a panic, in the bathroom, whispering. She's like, why are you whispering? <laughs> like, dramatics. Every dramatic you can think of. She's like, did somebody kidnap you? Or they asked you for $7,000. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I spent the money. Like, my dad put this money in my account. And I spent the money. And she's like, just tell, tell me you spent the money. Right. right. Just tell me you spent the money. I'm like, 
what am I supposed to say I spent it on? So she's trying to help me come online. She's like, well, Dominique, you got shot. Tell me you spent on the hospital bills. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to go strong. What? I'm going to feel like I spent it on the hospital <laughs> bills. He's going to, he can't help but not to feel bad because, you know, he didn't show up that day that I needed him. So I spent the money on my hospital bills. I'm on bad credit. I go in there. <laughs> my dad's like, everybody pack yourself. We're going to, we're going on a trip. We're leaving New York. We're going on a trip. He's like, Dominique. I'm gonna take you down uh, to the bank? downtown. You're gonna get the seven seven thousand dollars out, and I'm we're gonna use that to buy everybody's plane tickets. He's like, you don't want to go to the bank, then let's just get everybody's plane tickets. We'll just use your card. We'll get the plane tickets. He was like, I told you to save that money because I was trying to surprise y'all with a trip because you was coming down here. So my best friend's like, oh shit, you gotta tell this nigga. Like, I don't want to go nowhere. Money. Like she's like, just tell me we don't want to go. Like we don't want to go. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, I can't. I'm like, I don't have the card. So he's like. Which bank are you? I'm lying bad. I'm like, PNC. I'm like, hopefully I'm going to PNC in New York. He's like, oh, there's one I can take you down to. He's like, I'll show you ID, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I tell my mom, I was like, he's really asking for the money. Like, please just send it to me. So she calls him. She's like, you better not do shit to my daughter. So she's trying to like, you know, yell it. She thinks that I already told him what happened. He don't even know. So she's trying to like tell him what's going on. So she basically tells him that I spent the money basically before I could even get it out because she's arguing with this man. He's not saying anything back because he don't know what the hell she's talking about. So he calls me in the room. We have a conversation and I'm trying to read him for Phil not apologizing for being a thief, okay? Because I am, it a, I am a thief. It wasn't your account. Okay. I, I am a thief. I realize that now that I'm a grown-ass woman and I can accept, <laughs> accept responsibility for my actions, that was that was thief behavior. Like, I stole some money. Should've so should your account, though. It was in there. It was I in your account. It was in your account. account. Right. You had the It was your name what on your account. Belong to me. Somebody trusted me to hold that amount of money for them. And you I trusted should've. him to be good to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he didn't. And he, that's how I was thinking. He <laughs> was the first one that broke your heart. All right. You know? Period, you deserve that money. And matter of fact, some more. Right. That's how I was thinking. So I'm like, I spent it on revenge. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I'm, I'm talking to him. And we're having a conversation. And I am I think I'm reading him for filth. You know, I'm like, I got shot. Like, I almost died. You didn't even come to the hospital. Like, my brother, like, that that man trips over air. And you will lay on the ground before he falls. And, you know, my sister, she breathes the wrong way. And you put her on a ventilator. Like, you don't even come to rescue me. Well, I'm about to die. You know, like, you didn't come. He's like, well, did you die? I'm like, no, I'm alive. So then he's like... Don't talk about my other... Like, he starts going... In, like, he reads me for Phil. Like, don't talk about my other kids. You're dramatic. Like, you know, my life wasn't as chaotic before you was my daughter. Like, he's telling me all about myself. Damn. Like, mm. So, what... Basically, what happens when you go to read them for Phil and you don't get that they response that you, think, that you think that you're going to get? Like, how do you carry on from that? Because, you know, you got closure from that situation mm-hmm. of telling them things that, you know, things that they did to you and feeling like they were actually saddened or maybe felt remorse for the things that yeah. they did. But what happens when you get in that situation and they're like, that happens fuck you. That's closure. That It really is. is it really shows you how they feel about you. Exactly. Because that happened to me. I literally read my mother for filth and she flipped it on me. And I literally prayed and I was like, God, help me so that she can understand how I feel. And he literally was telling me, you see how she feels about you. Mm-hmm. You Take that seen with it. it and keep going. And so from here on, from then on out, I never took anything my my mother did to me to heart. Right. Because in that, the way I looked at it, she don't know any better. Mm-hmm. She only know what she was taught and right. what she was showed. Yeah. So that's the only way she can love you. Right. So at the end of the day, that's the only way he can love you. And he don't know no better. Right. Whether you feel like he treat the other kids better or not, 
it's something they resent him for just as well. Yeah, yours is just a little bigger. You know, everybody's relationship is because for me, I always said I'm the only one they don't like. My why my mom don't like me, and it really took me to become an adult to see my other siblings have issues with my mother just as well. Mine Mm -hmm. is just a little bigger because of the way mine was broadcast, right? Mm -hmm. And how she showed the whole family everything that she did to me, right? But for me, wrapping this up, if you have a problem with your parents, tell them. You know, especially if you're an adult. Yeah. Don't take that with you. Don't hold, hold that in because it's not going to do nothing but make you a toxic-ass individual. And being 22 or however old plus, don't nobody want to see that. Don't nobody want to deal with that. So it's better to get the help and tell them how you feel than to keep dealing with that because it's not worth it. I, I want to ask Jason something, though. Like, as somebody who kind of projected their own like problems with their parent what type of advice would you give to the people out there that think that they do those same things um be real with yourself and be honest about how it makes you feel and take your parents word for like for what it is like if your parents said they straight then they straight um i would also say this too like don't beat yourself up for like what y'all was saying for circumstances that you didn't create mm-hmm. and like Amen. if you are like in a single parent household and you are the oldest like that's not your responsibility mm-hmm. and nine times out of ten your parent ain't gonna put that on you but for me it was for me it was a couple things it was like i had my little brother so my little brother you know he only four years younger than me to me that's like my child like to me that's my yeah. baby so it's like i went out my way to make sure he was good like i've done real wild crazy I ain't gonna even talk about the shit I've done to make sure my brother was straight. But just like, I'll just say, like, if your parents say they good, they good. Like, you feel me? And be real with what you can and can't do for them. And, you know, if they act a certain way because of that, then, like y'all said, y'all just know what it really is. But right. you just gotta have faith that they won't act like that. But that's all I would say, though, honestly. And I'll say, love yourself. Love yourself True. unconditionally. Regardless of any conditions that anybody, not just your parents, place on you. Mm-hmm. And and come from a place of understanding always, but don't let that be an excuse for the things that have happened to you. Sure. I would go and say to not expect anything of any person. Because True. when you set yourself up for expectations, you can only become disappointed. So, I mean, although we talked on this podcast about maybe wanting more or being left with wanting more, if we never expected much, then we wouldn't have the issues deep-rooted that we have to work through day in and day out. So, I mean, forgive your parents for the things that they might have done against you, but forgive yourself for, like, taking it to heart because it was never meant to be put on you. Sure. And lastly, I would just say, don't be afraid to be a generational curse breaker. And the way you do that is, like you said, forgive yourself, forgive them. Um, in areas that you can be loved, love yourself in those areas. Um, not, don't be afraid to uh, reach out for help and know that you are more than enough. You are alive for a reason. So you add value to your life. You add value to people around you. So embrace that. In the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate Just working with the scraps she was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone Trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know